All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here, discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... <laughs> That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Craft and Puro podcast. Uh, you are here with the Viking. And, of course, the Bourbon Cowboy. So much that you That's the Mad Russian. <laughs> hey, it's the, it's the uh, stubborn German, the squirming German. The squirming German. The squirting German. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I think we gave me Rick and <laughs> oh my God. Rick and Rusty. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> bless you. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I just got a cold from him or what. Oh, that's quite out of here. fucking fantastic, isn't it? We're not even started. Everybody's sick already. <laughs> All right, so we are here at our locker sponsor, the OG sponsor, uh, Lit Cigar Lounge, Chesterfield, Missouri. Um, and for week two of our, what we'll call the OG um, cigar families, um, we are doing General Cigar. Um, usually I take lead in talking about a lot of this, but we're lucky enough to have the, let's see if I get this right this time, the Midwest sales manager for General Cigar. Close enough. Shit. <laughs> Premium sales manager for General Cigar. You want to fucking watch? Oh, he got a new one. He got a new one. Yeah, yeah, he just got a new one. All right. Um, so we're here. We've got Rusty here. He's going to walk us through all those general, general questions. The general, general questions? The general, general questions. Yeah. Um, and then Bourbon Cowboy stepped off, but we are doing a new rye whiskey that's here at lit this is the andrew how'd you say that Hausch daughters yeah sounds german <laughs> sounds german yeah yeah who's called john Hausch doctors Hausch doctors yeah um right on it's probably in mind comp too who knows um but it's a vatted uh, 100 proof straight rye whiskey so we'll dive into that but as we get started rusty why don't you tell everyone what we're smoking this is new right it is brand new literally just started shipping last week um, this is the new cao arcana motor coil so it's uh is this in the flathead no no like nope. it's not this, nothing this, to do with that nope this is a limited edition um in fact this uses some of the brazilian berganca tobacco that we used in the amazon series this uh, is that cigar you're talking about yeah nice yeah um it's a a broad a usa broadleaf wrapper uh connecticut shade binder with honduran hamastron nicaraguan esteli dominican palato cubano and Dominican Andulo filler. Jeez. Now the uh, the Andulo, it's it's what it's got a sweetness to it. Um, from what I've been told, again, this is my first one. I'm going to light up, um, but it comes from the the process of the like the the aging of the tobacco. Um, not a lot of people out there use this Andulo process. I don't even know what it all entails. Um, what so is it called? Andulo. Andulo. But you know, even without lighting it, it smells sweet. Yeah. I mean, this this reminds me of 
of a, a port finished whiskey. Oh yeah, it's very uh Yeah, it's like a Fig Newton on the cold draw. Yeah. <laughs> so in the in the uh, yeah. Nope, no tasting notes. Okay. No tasting. No notes. tasting notes. That's cheating. All right. You're right. Now that you said Fig Newton. Now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fig Newton, dude. Yep. Hands down. Hands Rob down. says Fig. Fig with a hint of apricot. And bread. Yeah, I believe he hit it on the head. <clears throat> you know what it reminds me of? You remember those Fig cookies? It was like a fig cookie, and it was wrapped in like a little bakery thing, and there's fig in there. My fig grand Newton. fig Newton. Oh, is that what they call them? Yeah, fig uh, Newton. Right, right yeah, on. they're amazing. Yeah. Amazing. When you're like, when you're like eight, the they're amazing. They're amazing now, <laughs> fucker. Anyway, uh, all right. But so, it's made in our Nicaraguan factory uh, down in Esteli. So nice. Limited edition, five thousand boxes. Um, I got ninety-two boxes allocated for my territory. So when you think about three and a quarter states only got 92 boxes so right if you see them on the shelves pick them up pick them up and three and a quarter states minimum what 10 lounges a state oh i mean easily easily right easily. so maybe three boxes i mean you know I, mean, I, I look at like let's say my omaha territory i've got nine lounges in omaha alone right and then you know six in lincoln so yeah. And you guys will see on the posts and everything when they go up. The label, the label's cool as shit. Um, it's kind of it's got the uh, sideways spiral like uh, for, for, uh, I remember for Fratello uh, Fratello cigars. Yep. Not this is anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like the way the label yeah, is contorted the on the cigar. You know, and this isn't one of those obnoxious large labels. No, you know what I'm saying? No, it's really not. So motor coil, but it's got nothing to do with the flathead stuff. Correct. None of that. Correct. That's pretty sweet. I can't get over. That's nuts. I've never had something so definitive yeah. on a cold draw. As soon as you said that, it was like, yep. 100%. It's hilarious because, you know, you always read on like, and I'm not, not bashing on, but anytime anybody does reviews and things like that, they always talk about the cold draw. And I always laugh because I'm like, when you cold draw most cigars, it's like, oh, that's tobacco. Cool. Right. Right on. That's that's tobacco. That's that's awesome in the way it works. This literally is a fig newton, dude. <laughs> it's utterly stupid. It's yeah. hilarious. Um, all right, well, let's lighten to these. And then, uh, well, Cowboy, do you know anything about that, Bri? No, never seen it before. Cool. Never heard awesome. of it. Awesome. Uh, Might have to I'm do a little of the dark and everything, which is great. It's it's sweet. It's, it's new. Um, here it lit. I think there was, there may have been one pour out of it before we measured and poured it. Um, but it's out of, it's out of uh, New York, Pennsylvania maybe? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? And the cool thing about it is it kind of reminds me of a, a Colonel Taylor bottle, you know, from yeah. Buffalo yeah. Trace. Yeah, for sure. It almost looks like the same bottle and the label is almost like a generic vanilla um, printed with just really two colors like a kind of an old school orange with black labeling and it, it's kind of an old school labeling uh the way it looks uh, but hunter proof straight rye whiskey yeah out of philadelphia pennsylvania usa cool well are we gonna cheers that Get some, i think i just need some bourbon Yeah, let's give that a cheers. Gentlemen, 
the initial clanky to clank of the podcast. Oh, God, big reach. Oh, big reach. Here we go. <laughs> Even my stuffed up nose, this has almost got like a. You can definitely like smell that, that sweetness it, it, right, off the, right off the first smell. That's interesting. Mad at that at all? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that first sip, I mean, that's almost like the smell kind of follows into that first sip. It's almost like a cherry. They kind of get that little bit of like fruitiness to it. Yeah, I get a lot of fruity on the on yeah. the yeah. on the nose. And, and there's the um, there's I, some. I just, uh, like a, I just have some sinus stuff going on. It's not COVID. Don't worry. I was tested today. <laughs> I was like, because you know, I was talking to everybody at work. So I'm not going to come in because I won't pass the screen at the door because I sound like a nasally twerp. So I was like, I'm, I'm gonna get a COVID test today to make sure it's not COVID. It's just like a, some sinus bullshit. But you know, I, I'm having a little bit of a hard time pulling some of the flavors out of a lot of stuff. But that is very predominant with the food right. right there on the. Bottom. Well, so I, I did goof up and I didn't tell Russ there were gonna be five of us because I can't count. Like no, you're I, good. I, well, I was kind of a I, was I late can't joint. count. Um, what are you smoking? I'm actually smoking the um, Tatuaje Brown Label. Cojones. 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 2012. Uh, right on. That's Sumatra. That's Sumatra. The Sumatra. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. So I, I like this. I, I like the anything, anything that they put a freaking brown label on. Right. Like yeah, baby. Love, so. Selection. The 2012 broadleaf is just <laughs> Selection uh, A Casadores. Get it right, uh, bitch. The, the only one that I like better than the 2012 is the 2003. Oh like, yeah. 2003. Yeah. I picked one up when I was out in Rhode Island um, at Regency Cigar uh, for it. Ah, I've been there. One of my favorite ones. I've been there. That place is incredible. It man. is. Have you he seen got it? he got yelled at for facetiming us walking through the humidor. No, 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 no that was a different place. That oh. was in Pennsylvania. Oh. No, the guy, the guys up, the guys in, in Regency, man. I was just so blown away because when you walk in that place, it's it's pretty unassuming. Yep. But then like. Is he going to the side? Going through the, the back, back door, and they've got the whole bigger bar yes. area where they've got a bar and they've got a lounge area. Then they've got their their aging humidor in the back that's yeah. back there. Right. Yeah. And that aging humidor, man. When I walked through that place, they've yes. got some crazy rare stuff. Right. There. I picked up one of the original brown labels, um, uh, Ten Year. That's that's very very aged uh, from in there. I've got it still sitting nicely tucked away in a safe spot in the humidor for a special occasion. But man, I. They had some crazy stuff. Like being COVID free? You're going to smoke it once you get your results back? And oh, I know, I already have my results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just said, fuck it, I'm going to get everybody COVID. I want to get out and smoke a cigar today. So, sorry guys, it sucks. You guys all have a good now. I've already had it, so we're good. Yeah, whatever. That's a joke. Or not? Who knows? Um, Hodge, on that, on that, on that, uh, on that rye, I like how the sweetness on it is—it's the barrel, though. I feel like that's the char that made that yeah. happen. <clears throat> I was gonna say, it's got something that you know we've tasted many, many times over, and I think you're exactly right. Kind of that, uh, like we talked about, the, he- the Heaven Hill kind of sweetness you get from the char. Yeah, you know. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, you, how long have you been, been with General Rusty? July will be three years. Three years, right? So two and a half now. And the expansion of General, right? Um, they're a, what, what would you call a General? What do you mean? I mean, it, it's a cigar. It's a company, right? Correct. But they acquire. I, I want to make sure I say this right. They acquire brands and distribute them, or no? We we don't distribute anything. We we. We distribute everything we make. Right, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so we're say. a manufacturer. Right. We own factories in the DR, in Nicaragua, in Donnelly, Honduras. Um, yeah, we don't we don't have anybody else make our stuff and we distribute. 
So we are manufacturer. Right. Has uh, CAO always been general? No. No. So CAO originally started off as CAO. Um, it's the initials of the gentleman who started. I don't remember his middle name. But his first name was Carl, last name Osgener. Okay. Um, they were based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And, and that uh, explains the John Huber, Pete right. Johnson connection, things like that, when right. they worked with them. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think General purchased CAO in 2008, 2009 timeframe, um, because I know that I met Tim Osgener um, at an Outlaw event, and he was working still as kind of the face of the company as the transition was still happening. Right. Um, so that was 2010. So... It would have been 2008, 2009 timeframe that General purchased CAO. So, nice. in fact, our buddy Brian McGee was a CAO rep. Right before he got with John uh, and Miguel at Crownheads. And, yeah. and then when General came on, they really didn't need all the CAO reps. So they got rid of a bunch of CAO reps, and then that's when he moved on and got involved with John. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, um, so there's a lot of fun stuff happening this year with Man, this General, year's crazy right? already. It's You're wearing your Cohiba shirt, so I want to talk about the cigar that Brian's bringing in, okay. that Nicaraguan Puro out of El Titan, the bronze. It's not uh, a Nicaraguan Puro. <laughs> what is it? It's it's going to be, it's, it's. I mean, I can look up the, the blend. If you want, I, I thought we said, well, regardless, well, it's coming out of Titan of Bronze. Correct. It's going to be out right. of the El Titan of Bronze factory down in Miami. Right, which um, uh, creates all of Kyle Gellis's warp stuff. We talked about that. Um, I'm really interested about that because it's the first, I guess you can call mainstream, the Americanized Cohiba that is touching on those, the dual band kind of yep, old be school. Yep, first made in the USA. Yeah, really super, super interested about it. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna really be a limited cool. edition again. It's not an everyday production. It'll be, again, 5,000 boxes, um, 10 count boxes. So, yep. All right, so we're- excited we were, to try it once it's out, so. Yeah, me too. We were talking about the, uh, the fig in, and this. Um, Cowboy, what do you think about the cigar, dude? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you probably, hey, Cowboy, what do you think? I was like, I was like looking at this play toy or this nice cutter knife. Um, I don't know, it's really strange. Uh, before I even get to the cigar, I, every once in a while, I will get something, um, some sort of smells or a temperature change or whatever. And all of a sudden, I get a little uh, stuffy, and then it goes away in like five or ten minutes. So I've been hit with this little deal, but um, yeah, I like it. I like it, and of course, we're only about a half inch mm. in, so I'm waiting for the big reveal here soon. It's got more body off the start than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, it was a definite head rusher from the light, which yeah. is interesting, especially to take some fig Newton in a freaking cold draw. Exactly. You know, I was expecting a real, I was expecting a really sweet, not not sugared cigar, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. sweet, a molasses sweet cigar, man. It's unique as hell. I mean, it's all, I mean, we're, we're not even, yeah. a, I think we're maybe a half yeah. inch. Well, I mean, also, I mean, obviously you've had the fig on the cold draw, is that, I don't get it on the. I don't get no, it. No, I, I'm not tasting fig in the yeah, cigar yet. But, but that's interesting because I'm wondering if that's the sweetness that's going to come back. You know, um, but I'll tell you what. With 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 the rye so far, it really makes the it treats the rye almost like a, a bourbon. Now I'm like a big a straight bourbon. I'm a big pussy when it comes to 
retro hailing and I'm scared to do it and after all the, the strength coming off the front part here. It's like, not, I not bad. Two or three it's times, not bad. It's part. pretty mellow. Mm, it's yeah. a pretty mellow retro hail. <laughs> it's actually like the uh, the softness of the body itself comes out of the nose and it holds, it keeps all the, the base back here, which is interesting. Yeah. It's not rough no. at all, at all. I've, I've had like, like that Macanudo, that white label Corona. It was a Corona yep. that smoked the other yep. night. That had more base on the retro hill than this did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Russian, what are, you, what are you thinking, dude? What do you think about that rye? I'm not as, okay. Sorry, not as excited about the, about the rye as I am about the cigar. I, I, I actually kind of put, this is a case where I put the whiskey down because I, because it kind of interferes with, with, with the things I like about the cigar. Um, this, this is actually, I, I like that it retained its, its sweetness. Uh, there, there's kind of a, 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 a leather quality about it that I really like. You know, when you when you when you get a, a brand new leather garment. Oh, I mean, like when you lick your belt when you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you're checking, when you're when you you know when you're when you're quality testing your pleasure room equipment. Yeah. Well, when, yeah, when, yeah. when when I buy a, 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 a new leather jacket. A muzzle. I, I put my oh. face in it and I and I and I smell it and I, I like it. I no, mean, I'm sure you do that before you buy. It. You're like. Is this real leather? That'll do. That'll do. Well, so I just I just retroed again, and I got some of the fig. I well, I wanted to say something. I don't know what you call this. Maybe lingering effect. When you exhale through your mouth, I know it sounds stupid, but when getting, I was talking to talking to the Russian. When you exhale, the fig is on your tongue, which is which is sweet. I don't know. But, it's but I also think I kind of I know that 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 uh, I don't know if we've done it on the podcast but i but i know that that there's been at least talk about about coffees i think well co coffee and cigars that's like the oldest time tale man like it before i honestly want to say like and, and russia you can probably correlate this like people were doing coffee and cigars right i think it's almost it probably goes back to rollers and blenders when they were you know at work in the morning having coffee tasting cigars and shit like that that was the pairing method where a lot of, of, of positive and negatives went ph shit right sours and sweets you know bolds and light that's where all that came from you know maybe i'll tell you when i went to nicaragua and was working in the factory it, you literally saw nothing but coffee right at all the rolling stations coffee and water and in the blending room like it was literally they had one gal that her whole job at the factory was to make coffee and coffee. she made she made cuban presses like like non-stop for eight hours and that was literally her entire job so right. the coffee obviously is is big well, well and on top of that like when, when I was when I was in Ethiopia, it's, it's been one my, my 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 favorite experience of, of, of the whole whole time that I was there. That there was a guy in, in, in a market that that um, he had he had, he was he was roasting coffee beans over with, with a skillet over a fire, and then he'd grind them up and and, and he'd serve coffee, and it was and it, and it was so good. I mean, it's, it's Arabic of, um, and. Uh, I, I like it so much that that, that that I almost 
took him up on the offer of, of buying a, a, a skillet and, and, and a bunch of um, unroasted coffee beans. And then I get, uh, and then I, I, I ended up passing on the idea and just bought a bunch of beans that he had already roasted because because I thought this is the practical part of it. I decided there is no, there's never going to be a Sunday when I wake up and I want to build a fire and I want to roast some beans and I want to grind the beans. And I, I, I just said, guys, I'll, I'll leave the process. Guys, sorry, it's Fig Newton all the way. <coughs> it's I, Fig I, Newton all the way. I, I, Back, I, baby. But there's, but there's, there, there's really kind of like a full-bodied. Um, oh, there is. Oh, it's, there's. We, it's weird. There's this, body I, I'm not trying it. to cut you off. It's weird. It's, yeah. It's sweet like a fi- and, oh, this is this is fun for me because I don't think <laughs> off the top of my head yeah off the top of my head I don't think there's a cigar that have that had such a direct lineage to a taste other than those times you had to smoke acid because you're selling them right you know what I mean like but such a direct lineage to the taste but that fig is so prominent in the cigar yeah. but it's got body like there's a there's a cool kind of confusing this there there is a spice in it but it's different it's like a resonating spice like it hovers at the it hovers at the top of your mouth it's not it's not like a tongue pleaser it's not a tingler it's just hanging out you know it's interesting when i smoke this and i retro hail and everything it's like i've had this cigar before I mean, this taste profile that I'm smoking and retrohaling, whatever, I'm never going to be able to figure out. Um, but this, this I've never blend, tasted this before. Yeah. Huh? I've never tasted this. Well, that's cool, though. That's a the special thing about palate. Yeah, absolutely. Here, I've, yeah. I've tasted it something before. I'll never put my, you know, I'll never be able to come up with it, but... But it's interesting. The other thing that's interesting to me is it's a mutt. This is a mutt. Mm-hmm. I call you know multiple different whatever tobaccos from regions and countries. But it's such a, a tight <laughs> profile. It's just everything is that I'm really curious as this cigar gets deeper and deeper what it what it does. This is this is cool. And out of CAO, I mean next to the original basin releases. And uh, you know the Diplomatico size in the America, um, or even like you remember the uh, <laughs> remember the CAO Hurricanes? Yes. Remember those, the extremes? The extremes? Extremes. Or hurricanes. Extremes. extremes. They had the Hurricane CAO logo. Yeah. Can't talk about something I smoked ten, uh, eight years ago, but this is uh, this is I'm really excited about this. Uh, the rye for me so far, it's good. It's good. It's out of Pennsylvania. Pretty sweet. So, it's got a real honey color. You call that honey in the bottle? Like honey color? Yeah. You think? It's I think amber it's just, from over uh, here. For me, it's just kind of... <laughs> I mean, it's not like anything... Uh, I'm going to revisit. I think, you know, I think it's got some nice qualities to it. But you know, it's just kind of middle of the road for me. When we talked about, you know, uh, the... Well... Um, building building a longer ash I think I'd have a hard time with this one it, it, the, it, it's, hang on man it's, we don't talk about building a longer ash you do okay fine, <laughs> fine. we don't talk about so, shit so I, 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 it has this really nice even even burn and I don't expect that I'd have to that I'll have to re- relight it 
But as you can see, the, the ash itself is, is splitting. That, that's not guarantee. Guarantee it's still going to go long. But I don't think it's indicative of a flaw in the cigar. This, this was just one that if I if I if I had to put money on a on a, on a contest where it doesn't matter which cigar you pick, I wouldn't pick this one for the longest ash because I'd have a really tough time doing it. I don't know. Mine's pretty tight. Yeah, it's 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 holding in there, man. I really like this. Nice so, clean white burn. Yeah. Good, uh, good magnesium, you know, rich soil, yeah. at least, uh, you know, across the board. Looks really good, man. I mean, you're not going to stand it on the end like a nub, but... Don't bet me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, uh, so, let's get some general stuff out there, man. Uh, Scoring German, you got any general questions? General, general questions? Oh, boy. Randy. I mean... Randy. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I've seen you posting on Facebook right recently with your, some meetings that you've had, the smokes you've been rolling through. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how much you can tell us, but I mean, what are, outside of this one, what are some of your bigger kind of releases coming into 2021 that are going to be hitting the shelves in your, yeah. in your district? Yeah, so, so Mark kind of let the cat out of the bag. Might be a little early. Hopefully I don't get a call from corporate, but that's all right. right. Um, but we do have a, a, a cigar, a, a Cohiba coming out this you year. You have to tell me these things before we start. I don't well, know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how many people listen to the podcast and see if it gets out. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> we got a few. Okay. So we got we got a limited edition Cohiba coming out this year. Um, we. Uh, how many SKUs do you have? Uh, way too many. <laughs> um, less now because uh, the the company's gone through a little bit of change. Um, yeah, we. It's out there. We, we basically we formed a sister company um, called the For the Forged Cigar Company, um, and what they're doing is they're actually taking some of the uh, some of our other brands that have the potential to really grow, but maybe kind of live in the shadow of the big four: the Macanudo, the Punch, the Cao Cohiba. Um, so Partagas, La Gloria Cubana, Diesel. Boulevard, Boulevard Cofrida, Chillin' Moose, El Rico Habano, and uh, there's one other, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. So they're under the new forged portfolio, um, and it's it's exciting to see what those guys will be able to do with having their own kind of uh, uh, platform to run and not try to compete so much with the Macanudo and CAOs and all that stuff. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what those guys what those guys can do this year. They've got some really good releases coming out this year. Um, kind of bummed that I won't get to get the samples and, and be part of it, but uh, it's uh, it's exciting. And then we've got some we've got some stuff coming out for the general. Um, you know, we've got we're gonna have some we're gonna have a limited edition. Uh, Inspirado come out later in the year that I'm excited about. I've never heard of anybody using this tobacco. Um, is that the Medio Tiempo one? No. No? No. That's the, the uh, Medio Tiempo is going to be a La Gloria release. So. Do you see live, I mean, in-person promotional events coming back? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've got I've got a couple scheduled with Sean Williams, our ambassador for Cohiba. Um, in a couple weeks, got one in Kansas City and then one in Wichita. Um, I've got I've got a week that I'm already booked in April with Laurel, our Macanudo ambassador. 
Um, trying She's to awesome, out. by the way. We yeah. met her up here. Yeah. Uh, you remember you remember meeting her? Yeah. Lisa yeah. Laurel was up here, and we had the mac and noodles that night. Yeah. Yeah. Laurel's Laurel's good people. Um, I'm trying to get something on the books with Ricky. So yeah, we're definitely going to be back to doing in-person events for sure, which which is good. It's exciting trying to get back to some normalcy after you know 2020. Has, has that affected your production? No, you know we had a we had an amazing year last year. Um, you know I'm I'm in you know accounts every day, and everybody's telling me that hey we had our best we had our best month we had our best year all that stuff, and uh, you know I love to I love to hear it. You know I was, I was at a shop here in St. Louis last night, and uh, they asked what their numbers were for 2020, and I showed them, and they were just flabbergasted. I mean they were up 35 percent, and it's like I mean how how can you be upset at that i mean that's that's more growth than i see in a normal year so you know it's crazy you know covid was good for the cigar industry so which is really even in the shops yeah all around yeah i was thinking it might be really be up because more people are ordering staying home but. but you got to think there's so many people that you know you look at look at all the 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 ups and and up usps and fedex and people are having trouble getting deliveries and all this stuff i think i think covid actually helped local brick and mortar more than what people thought well there was the cool thing that a lot of brick and mortars did like like lit cigar lounge and the snyder family well, they still do they do they'll do curbside delivery yep you call. I mean, someone will get in a. You call, pay over the phone. They'll bring you your damn cigars to your house. Yeah. You know, and a lot of shops were, were doing that. With, I had a bunch of shops areas. that actually had like a little delivery route for their for their yeah. really well, I, good customers. And I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I never I never knew that. I mean, I I've actually made it a point to. to I, I I buy stuff online. I have, I have online subscriptions, but I've made it a point to 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 to, to come to places like this just just to, because because I was afraid that but their business might be suffering if people don't do that. Well, I look at it like this, you know, before COVID, guys that ordered online would maybe order, let's say on a Monday, right? Well, they've got kids soccer practice and they've got, they're at the office and they're busy. So they don't really think about it until their package shows up on Thursday afternoon or Friday, right? Well, now they're COVID, they're working from home, right? And they know that, well, I don't have any cigars. Well, I can't order online. They're not going to be here by this afternoon when I want to smoke. So guess what? Now they're going into shops. So I think I think brick and mortar picked up some of the online guys that were looking for that instant gratification in the moment of need. I'm not saying that they didn't stop ordering online. They probably they probably still ordered, but to hold me over until my shipment gets here, I need to go to the store and pick some up. Well, so I think, I think to to kind of caveat off what you're saying, um, with kind of an I, I've experienced this with the delay from USPS specifically because they're so bought down this yeah year. it's no fault of their own i mean ups and fedex to say now we don't we don't have the ability to deliver that right now we just we're too we got too much going on usps can't do that if you drop a package at usps they have to deliver it mean, it's their it's their government ominous ominous you know yes. sanctioned duty right they they're terrible at it and that's a good 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 caveat to why the government shouldn't manage anything but um i think that has driven like you said more people to order or to just go and pick some cigars up in these places but at the same time because there's been such a boom of people 
getting back into cigars. I've got buddies who I never even knew were cigar heads. They read my blog. I've got one of my buddies who read my blog, and I had mentioned the Craft and Pure podcast, and now listens to the podcast religiously. His name is Ooh. Mike. Uh, Ooh, Mike, yeah. shout out to Mike. Yeah, Mike, Mike Hare, if you're listening to this, it's a shout out to you, buddy. Long, long time friend. I mean, I've known that guy for probably 25 years, but, and I'm 28, so, uh, you know, I've known him since before, you know, I was even in school. Long time friend. And, um, you know, and he, he he's out in the boondocks in Illinois, way out in the middle of nowhere. So, like, he used to drive an hour, hour anywhere to get this stuff, but he still does because a lot of this stuff now with so many people ordering online because, well, I don't really want to go to the shops or whatever because of COVID. A lot of the exclusive releases, some of the smaller stuff, are some of like the, the stuff that you really want to get your hands on, right? Whether it be like an LCA, right? We've got this, like Lit is an LCA, uh, Limited Cigar Association. So they get like the, the Sigabons and uh, like the Thai Tees that, that came out from, uh, what was that? Was that? Pravada. Pravada, right. <coughs> they get those. So people are coming in to get these cigars because you can't find them online because yeah. they're sold out immediately. But your local brick and mortar shops can get those. I think that's really driven cigar shops' sales up. Whether I mean, you know, maybe maybe you're not. People aren't sitting around and hanging out for as long and smoking while they're in the shop or whatever. But I think they're still coming in and they're buying loads of the stuff that they really can't find online because it sells out that fast. I mean, that's yeah. my case. With yeah. like, I mean, I, I bought I, I bought I mean I bought a ton. I mean, today I bought a bunch of, of Viva La Vida stuff because they've got a great selection of Viva La Vida here at Lit. Um, I mean, they've got a great selection of Tatuaje stuff, you know, um, among a lot of other things. But I think, like, like for instance, when I stopped at JR Cigars out in, out in Clayton the other day and found a bunch of foundation stuff I was looking for, it's driving people into those stores because you can't find it anywhere else, right? Are you, are you, and, like, you know, it isn't always one of those things where you want to buy a whole box online. I want, I want, like, four or five, right? I want to have some where I can smoke it, smoke it again, a little couple of age and humor for a little while, and smoke it later down the road. And, you know, so it's great. I mean, I think that is really driven people into the brick and mortars, as you said. I think it, not only are people not wanting to wait for the delivery, but they're also, they're, they're wanting to get those things that are hard to find online. Because, I mean, you'll get people that wait to that exact moment and just like snatching up a bunch of that stuff, you know, and you can't find it anywhere else. I, I also think that like Cowboy Rush, and you guys can attest to this, I think people that usually, and there's nothing, I don't care how many cigars you smoke a week, this is not a dig at how many cigars you smoke, nothing like that. If you keep 10 cigars for three months, hell yeah, man, smoke away, go nuts. But I think what COVID did is because people are working from home, you know, they can't go to work, you know, they're homeschooling or Zoom classes or this or that or whatever, they're smoking more. 100%. You're at home. You know, it's kind of it's kind of funny, like the pool industry, right? That's yeah, something that we can we can talk about. The pool industry, at, at least in, at least in St. Louis, Central Missouri, whatever. The average build time on a pool is like if you bought a pool today, you're looking at eight months, right? As of right now, there's not a pool company that's going to tell you any time till 2023, because people that had money and they were going to they usually travel or they go on cruises, or they do this every year or this every year. Okay, well, I can't go anywhere. Why don't we just bring a little thing here? Drop that money into a pool. I mean, right? I'm going right now. You, you know, guys, since last year, I'll put it in a pool. But, right, but right. You, you know. guys actually specifically incentivize brick and mortar shopping by, by, make, by, by offering a lot of exclusives that are only available at places like Lit? Yeah, we have, we have a bunch of. So um, I'm almost 100% positive this motor coil is a brick and mortar release. 
right? The new the the Cohiba we're releasing later is a brick and mortar only. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that we'll do a brick and mortar only, so that it does drive people in to the brick and mortars. Um, and I noticed, and I don't, and just my observation. I don't have a statue, but, I, but I, I've noticed that there's a lot of brick and mortars that I didn't know about the about the delivery service, uh, but. I noticed that a lot more brick and mortars have become um, also uh, online shops. Yeah, they, they're 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 both. They they primarily serve the in-person customer market. But I, I for for example, when when the, the, I discovered a, a, a shop in in West Virginia um, that, that 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 I bought things from only because I couldn't get it anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things also, you know, you start going to a, your local brick and mortar and, you know, a guy goes there for 20 years and decides to move to Arizona to retire, you know, and maybe he's not around a shop. So instead of buying from CI or Thompson or somebody like that, they want to still support their buddies they've known for 20 years at their old shop. So you're getting more and more of that where, where guys are like, hey, I've been buying from you for 20 years. I'm moving, but I'm still going to call you and order my cigars and you'll send them to me, right? Yep, cool. Um, you know, I've got a couple shops right now that are looking at the, the state legal stuff as far as taxes and whatnot for starting to do an online presence ordering cigars out of their import. So... I mean, you know, I think the other thing that has also kind of taken a, a big boom, I actually wrote a bit about this, and, and this is a, a shout-out to both Perfect Cigar Blend, Luxury, Luxury Cigar Club, Pravada. I mean, they, I mean, I think the the uh, monthly subscription thing is really great, too. I mean, that's something that's really, I think, has taken off this year. Not to say that it wasn't big before, but, I mean, I mean some of those, those cigar subscriptions, I mean, you have a hard time getting in on a lot of those clubs because they fill up you know yeah they can only have so many spots there's only so many cigars of, of every five or six that they send out in these packages there's three in the case of Pravada. i think that's another great thing that's kind of blown up to where you know even for people that are starting to expand their cigar palette a, a good buddy of mine um his name's storm i i recommended you know both Pravada and and perfect cigar blend you know to get you know try this you're not going to find any of this stuff wherever you're shopping right he lives down in florida <clears throat> but where he could find, there's low. I mean, he lives in like like uh, Palm Beach or whatever. There's loads of, of great Cigar shops, shops down there. Yeah, but he just doesn't really know what he's looking for yet, right? He's kind of developing it, and we've all been there, right, at one point yeah. or another in our lives. I said, dude, subscribe to this and see what you can find. He he smokes a ton of, of general cigar stuff. You, know, you can find we're everywhere. Cool, right? We're everywhere. Absolutely. Right, exactly. And, and I think that's great about generals. You guys are so well distributed that you can find all that stuff. As a few other things you can you can look for that may expand your palate a little bit more. I mean, he loves it. He loves it. I'm like, all right, well, here. And I send him some stuff that he will like. It'll a little bit a little bit different from what he usually smokes. And it's great. You know, and I think that's really cool. And and that kind of caveat, some of the same thing as like what I was talking about, or kind of what I'm saying here is is, is the cigar bomb thing, right? When people send you a pack of stuff, a few cigars from their humidor, say, here, smoke some of these, you're really gonna like them. And I, and I think that's really cool, because I, if you, you know, even 18 months ago, I, I had never really seen that from any industry or any, any you know, different kind of like thing, whether it be, you know, cigars or booze or anything else. 
And now, like, I've received a couple from a few friends. I've sent a boatload of them out to other friends. Um, and it's really cool to kind of watch that develop into something cool. And it really shows the, the real true love of, of the leaf, as they say. Yeah. Um, between friends. And, 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 you know, and, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it could be, you know, I had a buddy of mine who sent me Cubans. You can't really put a dollar amount on it. So extremely rare, limited releases that are no longer made from the Ahe or or the different very, very aged Cubans. But it could also be as simple as, you know, sending somebody some diesels and some other stuff where it's a little more readily, readily available, but they never tried it. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. Um, and I, I think that's a great testament to, to exactly what, what General does, despite the boom in boutique brands, General is still keeping pace with, with coming out of stuff. For example, this, this cigar that you guys are smoking right now, that's going to intrigue the extremely well-versed, like the Viking and, and the Bourbon Cowboy and, 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 and Mark and yourself, drawing them in. Man, this is this is this is this is holding its weight, holding its own against even some of the, the bigger, the, the more boutique brands. I think it's fantastic, and again, that's why this is a limited release. Yeah, I think that's really cool too. Yeah, it's different, but it's it's very intriguing. Actually, I have a related question to that. So, I was wondering, being such a if, if um, I, I, I wanted to, to, to draw a comparison, <clears throat> if you think of um, other markets like 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 beer, um, Budweiser is a, is a is a is a heavy hitter, and one of their their their, their means of, of maintaining competition was not only to, to buy up successful craft brands like Goose Island. Um, but also to, to release products that 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 appeal to to the the craft market. I, 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 I mean, I'm not asking you to reveal anything you're not supposed to say, but but I, I, I was wondering how, how you perceive the the, the boutique brands and the, and, the, and that kind of competition, the ones that. Well, look, I mean, it's it's no secret. I mean, there's general we're we're the big players i mean we're we're one of the biggest cigar companies in in the industry right and if if a smaller boutique company is out there and and we decide we want to go after them we make them an offer and they they accept it absolutely we'll buy them up i mean there's nothing wrong with that right um i'm not saying that that there's anything on the books that i know about but i'm just saying it's possible i mean you look that's how we got the cao you know we went and we didn't have cao up until you know what 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. So and it's easily it's easily grown immensely. Yeah. Probably. I mean, we'll say tenfold, but that might not. That might be drastic. Whichever. Um, but let's. Uh, so I finished the rye. Um, I think everyone's finished the. Well, let's finish. Let, let's let's That's finish it. the rye. I want to talk about that. What'd you think about that? I'm not. I just wanted to say one thing. <clears throat> I thought was interesting. I was down in uh, Naples, Florida, about a month ago. <clears throat> And I went and looking for the boutique cigars. I was just kind of curious, um, the shops down there, if they had that. And guess what? They didn't. They're not selling down there. It's not big down there. Well, I don't know if there's more uh, hipsters up here in the Midwest or whatever. And there's more. So you found the boutique industry down there. No. It's they, not they were like, I can't sell them. 
I can't sell them down here. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because all the old school guys are down there and they like their big brands and they're... Do you think it's just because of tourists and people go down and they only buy what... Like, I've, I know Macanudo, so I'm going to buy that. Or I know yeah, I just think, Fuente, I'm going to buy that. Uh, maybe it's an older clientele for the most part. And these guys that are smokers and smoking cigars and trying cigars, they're sticking with their big name brands that they've always been to and that. And then up here, I mean, it's like... I don't know what it is. Maybe there's uh, more podcasting up here. Maybe there's more local interest, and I don't know how it's happened, but the boutique lines up in here, and then the online like Pravada, and some of these others that these guys um, have looked into. That's a good question. Um, and then they're even tying these online um, purchases and whatever, and then even get it out to the local places and picking some up. But I thought that was really interesting because I was thinking, man, I get down there around Miami and some of these areas, Tatawahe is going to be really big. I might pick up some exclusive stuff, but it was it w wasn't that way, which was pretty interesting. Does that, does that impact, impact your market share in in, in, the, in this region? What's that? The what, what he's talking about, where um, the, there's, there, there's a uh, let's say a friendlier market towards. Um, Trying things that people have never seen versus the people who are kind of actually interestingly when when it's the, the, I like that you that you brought that up because 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 one of your friends when we were hanging out the other night said that he only smokes Oliva because because he doesn't know anything else but he knows that he likes that and that's all he smokes and I wondered well I mean I look at it like this too you know. I'll never sit here and say that I, sh I wish only people only smoked my stuff, right? I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that that's ever going to happen, right? So to find somebody that only smokes one brand, like, I almost think he's doing himself a huge disservice oh, yeah. on finding what else is out there, oh, yeah. you know? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I've been in the industry 11 years now, basically, right? And I used to, when I first started, I'm not joking, the only cigar I ever smoked was Ashton Maduro right that's the first cigar I had the premium cigar I had and I liked it and I didn't go anywhere else until I learned what else is out there and then after that it was just gangbuster right and I went back to the the Ashton Maduro you know about a year later and smoked it and I was like yeah it's still a good cigar but it's not as great as I thought it was after I've smoked everything else you know what I mean? But as far as like... I was, the, the, I was absolutely the same way. It, I was absolutely the same way. As far as like the boutique question goes, like I'm, I'm glad there's boutique stuff out there, right? Um, I mean, uh, there's, enough, there's enough smokers in this country that boutique and mainline brands, we all have our customers, right? Oh, yeah. We all have our share. And, you know, Sheldon, you don't smoke a lot of general stuff, right? Uh, so you'd be surprised. I actually have quite a bit in here with I don't smoke it as much now because that's kind of where I started, right? Yeah. Like, well, and, and the only reason I said that, not to, not to like throw a punch at you, because like, you know, you're, you're smoking your tats and you're smoking like all this stuff and I, you know, follow on your blog and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you're definitely outside of the av the traditional general customer. But that also doesn't mean, but I think that's a note to general though. I, 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 would get, I will agree with what you said. I, I maybe now have diversified a bit where I smoke more than just general. But that doesn't mean that like general does not have that does not hold its weight and and have a place in my humidor as well. I mean I've got at least bottom of the bourbon twenty twenty five different D 
Diesel's or AJ Fernandez's or, or, or a mix of different stuff um, that kind of that's in my humidor. I don't smoke it as much because, like, I mean, you guys can ask these guys. I've, I've been on a bender lately. If I see something, I'm buying it. It's yeah. a terrible habit. My wife's like, stop spending so much money. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I think that, like, General really does a great job of, again, holding that market for whether it be brand new people or people who've been in the industry for quite a while or have a different palate, they have something for everybody. Yes, and 100%. I think that's great. So, And I will say, you know, you, you look over the last... Let's take the last six years to like just go back six years ago before like the Inspirado line was ever out there, right? Macanudo was was hurting. You know what I mean? Like you you didn't have guys that were going into stores and asking, "Ooh, I want to buy a box of the cafes." You know that was like the old man's Macanudo, right? And we bring in the Inspirado series, and it's almost it was almost like a a boutique feeling coming in to such an old established brand. You know what I mean? And then we started with the orange, and the orange took off, and then we expanded to the white, and the black, and the red, and now the green. Um, so it's like, you know, you look back just six years ago, and it's almost like, it's almost like Macanudo went through its own, uh, like, boutique. Transformation. Transformation. Will. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think that's, that's a really cool thing. I mean, you know, and, and it's, again, a testament to guys like you who are out here smoking, more than just general, yeah. Right? I mean, like that not on the Marine Corps birthday last year. I mean, you smoked. What did you smoke? Was it was it a Davidoff that you mm-hmm. smoked? That real nice one. And I smoked that. I smoked. That's when I first smoked that RC two two thirty three that you gave me, and I uh, yep. Bourbon Cowboy gave me, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, not that I already didn't love Tatuaje, oh, but that, that, that just like was, I mean, I, I ended up my wife bought me a box of them yeah. for Christmas, you know, and I actually that big monster Grand Perfecto over there sitting on the the, the uh, Vikings case, I gave that to him tonight because I gave him one, I gave him one, I gave Soifer one, um, I gave Soifer's wife Melissa one, I'm sorry, uh, the, the, the Mad Russian and his wife um, one, and I smoked one, and I've got probably five more left in the humidor. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, it's, I mean, it was great, I mean, but at the same time, like I said, I just the other night, we were sitting before it got brutally cold here, I guess it was a couple months ago now, you know, started up a nice fire in the backyard, and, and I smoked the honking 60 gauge monster cigar that Diesel puts out. I can't, I, I, I'm, I'm draw, I'm, I've got, a, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the, the big, the big bastard, but it was, it was great. You know, it, it, I, again, it, it, again, I reference Diesel because of the general line, that's by and far what I smoke the most. And if, if I want to show somebody who's an experienced cigar smoker what is great about the Diesel line, I send them a Wicked or a Rage. Right? Those are two of my favorite from that line. They're great smokes for all levels of the palate, um, and and they've got some they've got some uh, strength to them, but not so much to where it's lacking flavor or, or other tasting profiles and stuff like that. So, it's great. Um, and and yeah, I think I think all of these brands, right, is all under under general or, or otherwise, um, they are transforming, and then they have to to keep up with the pace. I mean, I mean, it's it's like it's like big whiskey brands or big craft beer brands. You mentioned Budweiser earlier, Mad Russian. Budweiser has seen how big the craft beer boom was, right? Everybody's still going to drink Budweiser products. Like my dad, for example, will drink his 18-pack of Bud Light multiple times a week. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Those, those customers are never going anywhere. Right. But to satisfy the other customers who are like, well, I'm not going to drink Budweiser anymore. I don't, they just, it's the same old stuff. They've bought so many brands. But the beauty of that is when they've bought them, 
they just bought them and put them under the, in their distribution and, and gave them more funds to create more products and distribute that. And I don't think it, I don't think the best thing about that with beer and, and I'll, and it was the same thing for whiskey. You don't see a real drop in production quality in that. And I think it's the same for a lot of cigar, well, some cigar brands. Some cigar brands, as they've blown up, the quality has dipped a little bit. But I think if you want to stay afloat in today's market, and I will say in the next five years, you'll see big brands that are really hurting because of these boutique brands really making a statement. And to do that for what General is doing is fantastic. Sorry, go ahead, Bourbon I think another thing that has happened just since this group and the Craft Imperial experience has come online. And, and uh, I think, um, you know, for bourbon guys, for scotch guys, who guys have tinkered with cigars, maybe they had two or three cigars they really liked. And the next thing you know, as you get a little older, you've you've got a group you're hanging out with and then you you guys start talking about this bourbon or this bourbon you should try this man this is fantastic and then you're like Hodge I know you like that cigar but try this cigar and the next thing you know you've got a fellowship a group who are trading ideas and they're sharing cigars and they're sharing bourbon or scotch or whatever you're into and then the next thing you know I mean you you've got a grassroots thing that's happening and expanding I mean, just with this small group, he's got buddies. Um, I mean, he, even since I've met Sh Sheldon, his cigar experience has exploded yep. just in the last year. And even even the Mad Russian and Mark, and, and, and me definitely too. Um, even Mark, Mark didn't know much about bourbon. Um, he was mostly a scotch guy. And now his experience with bourbon has exploded. And I just think this grassroots effort of sharing with people about what you're smoking, what you're drinking. Well, that's the whole point of this industry. I understand. Like, 100%. But I think it has exploded. And even with COVID, I think it's even expanded more because now we're on Zooms and we're here, here and like, hey, try this man here. And I think oh, yeah. there's been a big surge in that as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think, and I think that's one of those things. I mean, you, you want to you know, reference the COVID environment, right? I mean, we start to operate in these pods, or as you like to call them, right? Where groups of people Absolutely. are getting together and they're together routinely. That's kind of all of us here, right? And yeah. you've obviously been on Zoom calls with that on the podcast. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we smoke together, we have some drinks together, we enjoy that. And I think that's another thing that's really attributed to the boom in the cigar industry this year is more people are getting together and, and these they're going out and they're buying, you know, five or six cigars that they're going to share with their buddies, right? They're going to give, like, well, a great example is I brought some of the Ezra Zion chocolate peanut butter cup release that came out like a month ago or so, roughly. I I gave one to each one of these guys. I wish I had another one to give you. I, I don't. I, I only brought a couple. I honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I've had a bit of a rough week and I completely forgot you're going to be here tonight. I, not not that I'm disappointed that you're here. No. <laughs> but, but they're great, you know, and you share those, you share that experience, and then they, like the people that you share that with, they end up getting into that type of stuff and they start buying up stuff oh, yeah. and they reciprocate by sharing those things with the group. And then it's almost like between him buying one, a pack, I'll buy a pack, the bourbon cowboy will buy a pack, the, the Viking will buy a pack, and we're all just intermingling all the cigars that we're buying to like each other. 
to where it's like no matter what you're doing, you're 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 experiencing all new things that you've never experienced before, and I think that's really cool. So yeah, um, yeah, actually no. So uh, I kind of mentioned it a bit earlier, and this is a question directly for you, mm -hmm. uh, Rusty, with with General. So when General, let's say buys a cigar company, right? Yep. Do you guys do you guys do anything to inherently change what they're doing or you just provide them with a bigger means of distributing their product? So that's that's a question that I, I honestly don't have an answer to okay. for the simple fact that we haven't we haven't really acquired anybody since I've been on with the company. Okay, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, the the big things to look at is you know we we have to we have to make sure that if we go after somebody, that we're the ones that's going to be manufacturing. They have to be manufacturing their own. Right. Right. So it's not. It's. It doesn't make sense for us to go after a company. Let's say. Let's say they. Let that. Let's say that Alec Bradley made their cigars for. Right. Right. It's not advantageous for us to go after that company because if, they're going through Alec Bradley. Correct. <coughs> right. So that's you know I mean that's kind of that would be our way of so, thinking. So I think I think that kind of answers the question though, without maybe necessarily answering the question is I don't think that there's a lot of change that happens if you're buying a company that's manufacturing their own stuff. I mean, I would say the reason that you acquire those is because they're big, they're off, they're maybe not big, but they're great cigars. They're they're maybe needing some help, or they just accept a very lucrative offer. Yeah, and then you allow them to do that with your network. Yeah. I, I would if, if I had to guess from what you just said, that's kind of what's going on, and I yeah. can appreciate that, right? Yeah. Like, because the one thing you don't want to see is like, oh, this company big company bought out something well great now that product's going to be garbage because it's not produced it's the not way the it same. was yeah. right it's not the same and some companies as they've gotten bigger and this isn't because they got bought out i think that some of their product has dips right i mean i mean i i, I won't name any names because i'm not going to get into that argument but i think that from what you told me that it sounds like uh, general's done a great job of letting those brands distribute and grow with a bigger network and, and maybe they're not increasing how much they're producing, but they have a way to get it out to more people so that's growing and growing and growing, making general money, making them money. It's, it's a win-win for everybody sure. involved. So. Yeah, and you know, the big thing is like, you know, we have some of the most, we, we probably have, we're probably one of the top. I can't say we are the top, but we're probably one of the top companies that has an absorbent amount of tobacco yeah. in our warehouses, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I've never, I haven't been to the factories yet, yeah. but from everything I've heard from the people that are, like they are football field sized warehouses. Comes as no surprise. Floor to ceiling, 20 foot high ceiling stacked right. with, with pylones of tobacco. Right, right, right yeah. And yeah. so when if we were to, let's say, buy up a, a smaller company and we want to expand them, the amount of tobacco that we have, I mean, they could put out a new line and, and just grow right. and, and, and you know, expand that way. And, that, and so, that's an exclusive general line. That, right. right. So Sorry. I have, I have a quick question for you on, on that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm far more familiar with, with the liquor industry because I've, because I've worked so long in it. Um, there are, I guess this is more of a question about uh, uh, business structure. Uh, just to explain what, what my, my question, because I think it's the easiest way to, uh, to offer an example. Uh, McCarty being one of the, the, the biggest liquor 
companies. I, I, I found it really interesting years ago to discover when we did a, 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 a Bacardi-sponsored cigar event. Um, actually, we, we did was that we had a, 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 a it, it was a moderated panel discussion. So Mark was the was the cigar expert on the panel, and. Um, one of the one of the things that that, that the Bacardi out of Atomic Cowboy. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. one one of the things that that, that the Bacardi rep uh, brought up was that in some cases they don't they they, they, they don't just acquire a, a brand. So an an, an example is uh, um, I can't think of what it's called now. Um, sorry, I just I just dropped drew blank. Um, there, there, there's, there's a well-known Irish whiskey, and I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed that I can't think of the, 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 the name of it. But they, but Bacardi purchased a 40% stake, so they, with with with, with, with that, with that portion, the, the family still has creative control over it. But the benefit is by partnering with Bacardi in that way. It, Im- it improved their 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 their, their production, their their their, their marketing. Okay, okay. They, so they were able to really kind of propagate that 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 brand better. Does, does that exist in the cigar industry, or is it or is it like a complete acquisition all the time? I I honestly can't answer that. Uh, not for the fact that I can't talk about it, for the fact that I just don't know. Uh, I mean, if. If I had to answer that and completely my own opinion, I would probably say no, only because when you get into the industry, you've got very hard-headed people, and if you have one guy that has creative power, and then there's other people that have like money backing in it that kind of helped you out, and you're getting out there on the market, you don't want this budding heads thing. It's not good. So I would almost guess probably not. I mean, you'll obviously have collaborations, you know, you have collaborations all the time. Um, and like we did one with Espinosa last year on the war zone, right? So we, uh, Justin Andrews, the brand manager for Diesel, good friends with Eric Espinosa. They worked together, took Eric down. They gave him, you know, gave him access to our, our tobacco barns. And you know, we got to use some of our tobacco. And, you know, Eric and Justin blended the war zone together, right? So, I mean, there's definitely collaborations, but not to the point where General owns Warzone because it was our tobacco and part of our guy worked on it. It's not how it is. You know what that, I mean? That's awesome. That's so awesome. definitely collaborations. It's, de- it's still an, it's an Espinosa product. You know, if you look at the box, it doesn't say General Cigar on it anywhere, right? But they got access to some of our tobacco and they worked with, they worked with Justin and everything. So. All right, cool. That's awesome. All right. What we're going to do real quick is we're going to take our little break, hit our sponsor ad. We're going to smoke a little bit more of this motor coil that's been fantastic, I think. Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with a new bourbon, and we're going to get rolling into what's coming next with some more fun with Rusty, premium sales manager. Here you go. For the Midwest from General Cigar. See you guys. All right. Craft Imperial is brought to you in part by Wildwood Pub and Grill in Wildwood, Missouri. Great place to go into to grab a drink, awesome food, a mixture of your neighborhood bar and grill, nightlife, and the baddest place to hit golf balls inside. Experience their four to five bay golf simulator, full 18 holes to a driving range, 
go into Wildwood Pub, mention you heard about them on Craft Imperial Podcast, and you will receive a voucher for one free hour of virtual golf in one of the simulating bays. Drop in, grab a drink, have some awesome food, amazing people, and enjoy. Maybe six, seven different bottles in the line. All right, guys, we're back. We're still sitting here with premium sales manager of the Midwest of General Cigar, Rusty McCauley. <laughs> Wreck it, Rusty. Um, and what the Bourbon Cowboy just popped out, I'll let him talk about it. And then uh, I want to kind of go around. And once you talk about that, uh, I want to get into this cigar. Well, for our little second pour here, which is going to be a big difference, is the uh, 1792 foolproof. And it is a single barrel pick from Total Wine, um, and I wanna say this was 2020, which it's even hard to keep up with their barrel picks because my God, they probably have 150 barrel picks a year now. But anyway, this should be a big bang after having that straight ride. This- 1792 is weeded? Um, I don't know, uh, that's a good question. I, I, right off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know, let me see here. Um, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I'll have to kind of check on that. Anyway, this bourbon last year, and I, I've, I've always loved just their, their basic um, single barrel, their 1792. Wow. Um, this and, and some bourbon Bibles was like the best bourbon of 2020. Well, you, we all know how this goes, but this is at 125 proof. And it's, yeah. it is, it is creme de la creme, creamy, that, oaky, just warms mm. you up, man. And I, and Cowboy, I gotta say, I guarantee what I want you to do, take a sip of that and then draw on that cigar. It pulls all of that fit. And then let's let's segue into the cigar. Try that. Um, the fig is still holding on. It's yes. there, right? But there's this like licorice spice. Like so you know the like when you have a you have a Twizzler, right? Yep. Just 100% sugar, awesome, greatest candy ever made, right? Then you have a red vine and it's like a spicy licorice that is what you but get then there's the, a you get the fig. red vine. Yeah, there's a fig and that's the spice. I'm gonna call it like licorice spice, like red vine spicy. So I've definitely lost a lot of that boldness that started off. It's kind of mellowed down for well, me. Well it's not a it's not a head hitter anymore, in no. my opinion, which is actually kind of shocking because you know, we've said this over and over. All of us, I think now, everyone's kind of there we've talked about is full body not I'm sorry full strength cigars strong cigars but what I like the smoke I like the spice I like that retro feel of the power in your head um, but it's in the body on this initially when it lit up was there yeah uh, the smoke is is it's not buttery it's not creamy it's not static it's very airy it's it just flows really well Cal what do you think yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm into the meat of it right now, and my nose is kind of clearing up a little bit. I don't know what the hell hit me earlier. Something just kind of got but me. 1792 but 1792 is clearing you up. You yeah. and the squirting German made out. It was weird. Man. <laughs> yeah, while you were bathroom. That's why we didn't turn the camera on yet. <laughs> of course. Of course that is the reason. Of course. I don't know. I don't know why I was so stupid. I can't anyway. quit you. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. Now that my nose, now this, um, 
1792 full proof. Yeah. Funny, the great thing about this is at 125 proof, when you drink this and chew it a little bit and then let it go down, 125 proof and tell me that ain't smooth oh yeah oh it's smooth as can be and it's like i said it's it's creamy it's oaky and then there's there's like it, it's almost like when you drink uh and i always reference 18 year mccallum because i think it's the greatest sherry single malt that anyone's ever it, it just it, it stands alone on its own i think that's one of the few expressions where you can really taste the sherry and this, you get a little bit of that kind of tongue pungent sherryness. But again, I think it, just like we were talking about that, right? It's just the oak. It's the sugar pulling from that oak, which is insane. Uh, Russian, the cigar, what do you think, man? Actually, I, as a pairing, I think this is a much better pairing. I'm, I think that, I, I think, <clears throat> I think this one stands up to the the flavor of the cigar much more than much better than than the hot stutters uh, because it's bold and I and I I for me it's kind of reinvigorated the, the, the cigar a bit. I think I'm back to tasting some of, some of those flavors that that that, that I kind of lost before and and I what I found with the previous whiskey was that I was. I, I mean, I, it's not. It's not. It's not that it was bad. It's just that I, di I didn't like them together. So I, I put the whiskey down, and I, w I was concentrating on the cigar, and then I'd stop for a while, and I just drink the whiskey. So, and, and in this case, I'm, I'm I'm going back to one for one. This is good. Yeah. Uh, Squirt in German. Yeah. So I actually finished up the Tatuaje I was smoking uh, just because I, don't know, I guess I smoked through it too fast, but. The, the, the draw on that one was a little bit looser, so it burned a little bit more, a little bit quicker, more quickly than the other the ones you guys were smoking. But I lit into the um, uh, Ezra Zion special release that they did. It's the Cookies and Cream. It's probably one of their more recent ones. Fucking French toast. All right. I mean, this one, honestly, for me, this one is really, I mean, it really does. It, it, it tastes like get that vanilla, a little bit of that kind of chocolate, like, like not just chocolate, but like... Like you're biting into an Oreo, right? There's like no spice to it whatsoever. Double stuffed or like that regular boring single shit? Um, I would say double stuffed, man, because it's, yeah, it's heavier baby. on the vanilla than just the chocolate. Double so stuff them, girl. And uh, it's really good. I like this. I've not been disappointed with any of the, I will say, like more decadent. Hi, guys. Um, relation or more decadent releases from, from Ezra Zion. I had their chocolate peanut butter cup. It was really good. And this one is, follows that same kind of greatness. Fucking French toast. <laughs> so I have a question for hey, you. One second. Okay. Premium sales manager of the Midwest General Cigar, Racky Rusty. What do you think, man? Come on. So, I'll, I'll start with the with the with the bourbon. Fucking French toast. Right. <laughs> so I've got 1792 small batch at home, right? And I thought uh, when I when I drank it, I was like, damn, this is it's way too hot for me, right? It I mean it burns like it was just way too heavy for what I like to what I like to sip on. With this being a, a barrel pick. Like this is damn good. Like it's changing my my thought on 1792. You know, give it another shot type thing. Um, so we say in, in in kind of the juice world with this, like 
you're not always going to find the unicorns, but go find those barrel picks, man, because yeah. you'll be blown away what a barrel pick can do. Um, it's amazing. In the 1792, there is uh, there's a bottle and bond. There's a single barrel, and I have a sweet wheat, a high rye, and then the foolproof. And um, every one of them is super cool to, to work your way through it. And um, these used to be all around, I want to say $50 a bottle pretty much. But now the sweet wheats, the high rise, and the only one I thought was a little, it didn't hit me, was their bottle and bond. But now, you know, like everything, they're hard to find. Yeah. Now you're gonna pay double for a high rye or a sweet wheat, unless, you know, one of these big boys like a Total Wine and More has them. But then the other thing that happens is the minute your buddy goes and they see high rye on the shelf, boom, the phones start lighting up. The next thing you know, they go through a whole barrel of it. In an well, yeah, I was gonna say, I think the, like, the only one I have is 17, I think it's small batch. And you, you actually got it for me. You, I think you were picking some of you were at Total Wine or whatever and got me one. Somebody I haven't says, hey, seen. They got a whole batch down there. I, I get in the car, drive down there, and I'm like grabbing the last two off the shelf, and I'm like, they're all gone. Man. But it's like 1792 has become one of those ones that they're just fucking hard to find. Yeah. Almost all of this line is just amazing. But this one, you know, and this barrel pick here in St. Louis really stood out to me. It's really a good deal. But jumping back to like the it. cigar, um, like I said, I've lost a lot of that strength that that we started off with. I mean, it's still there. It's still got a good body to it, right? But as far as that, like, eye-opening, in-your-face kind of light, you know, strength that I had, um, it's mellowed down some. It's still there. You can tell. Um, I, I still get the fig. I don't get that licorice red vine cool. flavor on you that, that you got. Um, but it's good. I like it. But I'll tell you this. Take a sip of that 1792. Draw this in and retrohale it. That's fucking French toast. Russ, you know what's really weird about, like, I heard you talk about some of the flavors in here, like Nicaragua and Esteli tobaccos and a lot of the stuff we smoke, especially Tatuaje, but then this Honduran um, in here, and then you mentioned a few others. It's like, and my nose is, is clearing up, and I'm getting to try some of these. I wish my nose wouldn't at the beginning, but... It's like, oh, you get this Nicaraguan, and then you're tasting a little bit that, but then the Honduran seems to be, you know, bringing it down. I don't know how they do that. I mean, how, how you know, do they? I, I don't know. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I can taste it, and then it kind of floats, and then I can feel the Honduran coming in there and taking over. And you know, I'll tell you, it's this fascinating is the, to me. This how is they the do second. That. This is the second year in a row that CAO's released a cigar that we're using uh, Connecticut Shade for the binder. You know, you, you think about Connecticut Shade, that's one of the most expensive shades on the market, and we're using it for our binder leaf. Yeah, I, that's just, yeah, I'd like to learn more about that, it's interesting. But they do the same thing with bourbon, how they blend some of these. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. So I, I was wondering, I noticed that I'm maybe going a little bit faster than, than you. Um, for, for a little bit, I started to get that that, that tar buildup, and that made it hard to taste anything else because it was making it all really bitter. Um, but now that I've kind of deliberately slowed, slowed down, down. I, I'm, I'm back to really enjoying this. 
Like, look at the end that you guys cut. Do you have like a prominent dark leaf right in the middle? Almost a ring. Right? Yeah. What? I'm. What are you asking? So, the, like the black on your ring cut, in you have like a, a dark. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what it's, the hell that well, is. It's, it's, it's weird. It's almost like they capped the binder and filler, right? Then capped. It's like it's it's like such a Dominican Oscuro darkness that's on top of that. I'm gonna take a picture of this and send it to Ricky Rodriguez and see if he can answer that question. You tell Ricky I said, "What's that, Last time I talked to him was when the P-Loan came out. You remember that? One of my favorite CAOs. CAO P-Loan? It's the last time I talked to Ricky. Yeah, yours, yeah. yours looks like this? You see how I got that real dark? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pitch black in there, yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, we all have that. Huh. But I have to say, I, I will I will go off that Hochstatter's or the Pennsylvania rye. That's good. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, personally. Uh, it's not bad. I don't. I, I think everyone should try it. I think that would actually fall in line with a lot of people, especially if you're uh, shaky on rye. That's not very rye. It's not very spicy. It's a little sweet, you know. But this 1792 with this with this cigar. That that's a pairing, unbeknownst to any of us, that was fantastic. That actually, you know, the, the, those those uh, Rosado wrapper cigars that I was buying, I think those would pair better with with the hot shutters. Yeah, yeah grillers. <laughs> this I think, this cigar I think needed something, something stronger to, to stand up to it, something that wouldn't that just wouldn't overpower the cigar, and the 1792 really does it. One of the things that I, that I wish I could ask them, because I think it's really interesting, it says that it was that it, it entered the barrel at, at 125, and they and they managed to pull it out of the barrel at the same proof. Well, they cut it. The other well, they, 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 everything comes out. Every everything comes out cut. I mean, even when you have something barrel proofed, you're still cutting it down. I still think there is there is a legal requirement. Proofing can't get over something, right? That's true. I, I think that's why you're not. I think what, what's the highest? What I think the highest one we've seen was the Booker's at 128 something. Well, no, because um, Elijah Craig barrel proof, those are 133, 135. Okay, then maybe 140 is the limit. It can't be over 140. Because I don't you get to rubbing alcohol at 150? Or 160, something I've like that. Never had anybody ask me that. I don't know. Wow. Well, well they, during the pandemic, everyone went to make fucking. They took all their white dog and just didn't cut it. Probably a lot of uh, people were drinking sanitizer at some point. I Making that jailhouse toilet wine. <laughs> but I am surprised I haven't heard anything. You know, you heard about the Barton. Um, Rickhouse Collapse. Yep. I'm surprised we haven't seen the Rickhouse Collapse 1792 Special Edition, you know. Well, they, they talked about, uh, who who are we talking about? E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. You're right. Yeah. Is releasing that new, not the original Hurricane that's like $5,000 bomb now, but they're releasing, I think it's this year, that blue label supposed to be the MSRP on it's like $31, which I think translates to 310 American dollars. Um, but that's supposed to be the barrels that survived. They split them, juiced, split them, mixed them, whatever, to create this new bottle that's coming out. It's got that baby blue label on it. Uh, I showed it to you when we were going to the Legends, that bottle. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine all the, the granimals down in the 
in the forest that are licking up some of that uh, rickhouse collapse. I, that just is a crazy thing. That'd be even interesting to see how they handle that whole damn thing. Cause man, so is it a crime if you're like driving by and you see a rickhouse fall over and it's on fire and you run in and roll a couple barrels in the back of your truck? <laughs> well, is it I think you're just no, I think right? at that point that's fire prevention, baby. That shit's explosive. Right? <laughs> is it a crime when you're on the highway and you know a truck? Slips off the road, and, and you still all the Gucci all purses. Nope. Happy Van Winkle <laughs> nope. are jumping out and flying everywhere all over into the highway. Into your window, and then and then you're and then you're and then you're selling them for eighty thousand times what they're fucking and you're worth. Like, Dude, are you okay, man? Are you okay? I just wanted to make sure you're okay. By the way, I'm gonna head back to my car, and grab a few pappies. <laughs> right, you walk up to the driver. You good? <laughs> oh, fine, cool. We're gonna unload your truck. <laughs> We're gonna help, right. gonna help you get, get some of this stuff off the road, man. You're unscrewing your plates, throwing shit in the truck, and driving off. And you're like, oh my god, how lucky could I be to be behind a happy truck that just? Spun well, I'd be off pretty bummed, actually. Like shit. We would not be bummed at all. We would no, make I sure the guy's okay. And then be grabbing some bottles and loading up our yeah, car. Yeah, and then we'll call Sazer and be like, hey, we'll sell you, we'll hold their product hostage. Well, we saved this. We saved this. You grab a few bottles, throw in the back of the car, and then just. Yeah, you steal $40,000 worth of whiskey and give the driver 100 Him, his broken leg, and his fucking hospital bills. He's probably saying, bucks. get it now because they're coming. <laughs> it's like, I, I always laughed at that story that the guys that work down there at Buffalo Trace somehow got a couple uh, barrels of Pappy. And were these guys selling it? No. They put it in their trailer and they were drinking it at their softball games, man. I mean, Damn straight, man. Like, That's like, I laughed. You remember the first Fast and Furious? Right, when they jack, they try to jack that truck of goods. I'm like, someone should reenact that scene and you're jacking like the nation's distribution of Happy Family. <laughs> 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 that's like, that's like, that's like. Cause then it would make sense when the driver pulls off a sawed off and shoots you in the fucking <laughs> that's, that's, that's like, I mean, that's like basically robbing a robber truck right there. That's pure mm, cash. Right? That might as well be, that might as well be gold bouillon, man. That's money. Right. That's ridiculous, man. Well, this 1792 was amazing, man. Yeah, thanks well, for sharing that. You know, it's always hard because before the podcast, the cowboy goes down into the vault, and my house, for everybody that doesn't know this, is being totally remodeled. For our locker and it is a shit show at my house, but I go down there and try to think of something that we might enjoy, and uh, this was one I grabbed at the last uh, second, and I'm glad everybody likes it. Plus, I had a couple backups, so I was like, hey, let's bring this to the show tonight. Well, I want to say, we're all still smoking through the cigar. It's yeah, not we going are. In. And this has to be, it. I'm going to say this right now. This is the first episode in over a year. One cigar is burning, and we got 30 minutes left on the episode before we do our after hours. And I'm a pretty fast cigar guy. Yeah, me and this you are thing. This thing is uh, yeah. gonna make it, and we'll light something new at the in the after hours. But uh, Rusty, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, we did order this, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of them boxes gone. Bought it. Yep. What's the retail price on this? SRP is ten ninety nine. Nice. Nice. So twelve, easy. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, you figure your state taxes and all that. I want to ask this since we got Rusty here. I think the 
the cigar in general that everyone can I, is it safe to say the two biggest general lines are CAO and Cohiba no no Macanudo before before Inspirato no all of Macanudo oh all of Macanudo is the number one number okay. one company so let's number just, one brand let's in our just, company. <laughs> Laurel if you hear this you're a sweetheart thanks for the cigars <laughs> I know Rusty's here. Let's throw that shit to the side. Okay. Two and three? Cohiba and CAO? No. Okay, fine. You know what? Punch you. <laughs> here we go. Oh, wow. ooh, yeah. Yeah, but see, there were some punch cigars. Like I told you, those those, 2000, those 2013 Rare Corojos and the, and the Double Perfecto that I have, they were like a limited... They it was did probably like, the special that yeah, year. Yeah, they, like, they did like stupid low amount of boxes. I, I think it was maybe a thousand boxes of it. There was something, I think it's when uh, the new punch statues shipped, you know, okay. when they modernized the punch yeah. guy. I think that's what the thing was with them. Everyone here has smoked CAO. Yes? Yes. 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 Through your CAO smoking, what was your favorite CAO that you smoked? Mine, up to this point, was the, the one with the... Uh, the, the Brazilian flag on on the label. Brasilia. The Brasilia. Yeah. All right. I, I probably agree with him on yeah. that. Is there another one? Was the Patriot red, white? Well, there's America. America. Okay. Then there's Brazilia. The no, I'm, I'm with uh, the Russian man. I that Brazilian was good. I, I like that one. And it's been a while. It's been a while since I've smoked that two or three of those but yeah so, I definitely liked them mine since we brought them up so the original Amazon Basin release was what 14 oh I forgot yeah, about, about that those. 14 15 so I have a funny story about that cigar the pirate place that you know the Russian Captain likes Zach. to call it. Captain Z's Captain down there Z's. shout out to Zach man what's up <laughs> I walked in there in 2015 that, that's 14 14 14 when I when I got to St. Louis and uh, I walked in there I'm looking around I'm buying up some Liga stuff because they got all that shit out there and their and their Liga prices are I don't know how Drew State lets them get away with it is the statement I'm gonna make but I'm looking around and I look up and there's this box of Amazon Basin chilling now I don't know if he worked there at this point in time I there's a little step stool there so I helped myself up to the box pull it down I go to the register I'm like I want this box she goes well they're not in the system I'm like well how much do you want five dollars a stick what a steal right now I smoked that last basin three years ago okay so that thing lasted a while next to that cigar when you brought up Rick that CAO pilon that came out I want to say it was the first time in modern cigar history that pilon aging on tobacco was actually used, or curing on tobacco, sorry, was, I think that's what started the pilon curing that's being used by El Titan de Braun, some other factories that are doing that. That cigar, it's one of those cigars that sticks out right away. The floral and heat component, not spice. That cigar burned when you smoked it. It was a hot cigar, but it was so, ro it, it was like, yeah, everyone knows roses stink, right? Roses don't smell good, but when you walk into a, flor a florist, right, or you're going through Deerberg's and you hit the floral shop, there's that room of flowers. That cigar was so damn unique 
Next, this beats that w without a doubt. This is a fucking, this does not need to be a limited. This needs to be out. <laughs> Straight up. It just needs to be available, put them out, let them go. I think, I think it'll end up being one of the best produced cigars General's ever done. I mean that. Um, but that, that Pilone was, was my, is my next, this is now my favorite. That Pilone was my favorite CAO. Okay, so now you brought up another great thought of mine. The first time. I, I forgot about that line of cigars because uh, this originally I got is it the Anaconda, the CEO, uh, mm -hmm. kind of, and I was down in Naples and I was like, man, told him kind of my taste profile, and I had the Anaconda down in Naples, and I brought some. I actually bought a whole box down there, and but they didn't have them in 660s back then. I was really big on 660s, but then this year the the uh, Amazon Basin didn't they put a 660 out are close to it nope so the the it's larger like a five or a, a five fifty six so we did one of the Amazon Fumas that was a um, it was an online release in a 660 I've actually got some at home I got them down in St James Missouri and I was telling him this little smoke shop down there man yeah. I was but they could have they could have ordered it from one of the online vendors. But it was damn good. It yeah. was damn good. And I told him about and I keep forgetting about that. that's another one from CAO I really So really hey Mark, wanted. throwing down the basin, just so you know, our friends Patrick at Stanley's is sitting on about half a box of basin right now. What basin? The Amazon basin. Well didn't so didn't the ba didn't the basin come back? We've done a couple releases of the Basin. Right, but then there was the Anaconda. We've then done there the Anaconda, was the, the Fuma. The Fuma. And then the last one we did was the Oriana. Oriana, yeah. So he has about half but a is, box so of Basin. So is that, because the, the thing about the Amazon Basin the was original that was, blend. Okay, so original, and tell me if I'm right on this, because I've said this, and if I'm wrong, I want to know right now, and correct this period. When Rick blended that cigar, was that not grown tobacco in the Amazon, seed taken from grown tobacco, planted and used? Or was that actually actual grown tobacco, grown in, tobacco Amazon. in the Amazon, and we got the tobacco from the tribe that had the, the yes. Tobacco. Okay, so I'm right. So yes. I'm right. Okay, thank you. So I'm gonna side note. Fuck all you said I was wrong. Thank you. <laughs> and sorry. what's really weird is sorry. this little Not smoke shop at St. James had them, and I love them. I, I couldn't believe they had them in there. I was like, what? Dude, they also carry fucking Bayou 22 Lanceros, so they're not a little smoke shop in St. James. <laughs> and one of my go-to, I, I love the uh, Jaime Garcia by my father. Which, oh, I'm, yeah, the Jaime. Those, I, I was buying those for about... I don't know, under a hundred. I got a bone to pick with them down there, which well, I thought. Tell you, I was telling Mark, I'm like, man, this is pretty nice. Not and I went in there and they with luxury did a new shop and they upped the prices and I didn't get my discount. And I'm like, see ya. <laughs> now you're like every other big guy. But no, I forgot all about those, Mark. Man, thanks for bringing that up. That that's hey, that 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 basin, man. That and and that's what. And then now I want to know if this uh, since we're talking about the Amazon basin release and stuff. The Fuma, it was Ordemaze. What was Ordemaze? Fuma, Anaconda, what was the other one? Oriana. Oriana, sorry, Ordemaze, what is that? Oh, that's a whiskey finish. <laughs> sorry. On those, right, so the big deal about the original Anaconda, and I, I remember when the Fuma came in, or Anaconda before Fuma, right? 
Anaconda. Yeah. When I was talking about the cigar, I was like, look, there's one thing that you're going to know about this cigar. If this is anything like the original, it's going to taste like raisins. Because that's what that tobacco did. It's a, it, oh, there you go, off the top of my head. There's one of those cigars that had that. That original basin tasted like raisins. And then when you smoke through the band, because the band was the just the leaf. stem of the tobacco leaf, do, 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 twiddled yeah. around it almost yeah. like, it kind of looked like barbed wire, kind of cool, you know? Or when you When you hit that, or an anaconda, when you hit the constricting, constricting around the cigar, I've seen the movie. Um, when you hit that, it literally lit up like you were just, whatever, those little little red boxes of, of raisins. Just throw them in your mouth and chew on them. It was so direct to that cigar. And did Rick blend? Rick blended. The, Rick, Rick still does. Rick Rick's still our blending? master blender. Yeah. Rick is the only master blender we have in the entire company. Not, I don't want to say the entire company. Rick is the only master blender that is also an ambassador. Right. Right. So a lot of people will look at, at like Sean with Cohiba. Yeah. Sean has input on the blends, but he is not a master blender. And he'll tell you that flat, flat is out he, Is he more of, like, is he involved with the tasting, final blend rotation before yeah, the I mean, main he helps rolled with the blends. Like he'll go to the factory and help with the blends and whatnot, but he'll flat out say, I'm not a master blender. He doesn't claim to be. Laurel doesn't claim to be, even though well, she and, has input on the if, blends. If I have this right, Rick is the youngest master blender in in cigars correct i don't know that okay I, that i think i may have read that in some offshot magazine somewhere but if well, you would when text you, me back i'd ask when you when you look at the look at the big names right so uh, so his team. mentor was benji Men mendez Men of course yeah. it was yeah. why wouldn't it be yeah benji so you've got his, okay so you've got benji right you've got pachardo you've got pepin uh, you've got uh, for Davidoff. I don't nice guy. I don't know his name. Kellner. Kev, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Hein, hein. He's a white dude. Yeah. Yeah. A white. Yeah. No, no, it's hilarious though because he literally. But he's he's. When you look at all the other master blenders, they're all they're all some sort of Spanish descent. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. Latino, as they say. And he used to have... Uh, oh, I didn't think I did that wrong. Was I... Was I uh, no, uh, you were wrong. You had Arsenio Ramos with Casa Fernandez. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was curious, where were you last night? I ate dinner at uh, Andy Guns. You should have told me. I was I was with an account. It was a it was a work dinner. Nice um, dinner at Andy Guns, and then uh, I actually finished my night at ILO's. Oh, okay. So you get an answer on the uh, on the black core. I didn't know if you were at account. I was at Stanley's last night. I was just curious. I didn't you to come up and said I if, if you were there. No, he was at Stanley's I, tonight. I heard you were oh, there. Right. I, I saw Jacob today. Oh really? Yeah, he was like, God, he's such a pain in the ass. He said, it, funny. I told him I was doing the podcast with you guys tonight, and Jacob's like the bourbon cowboy who comes in and drinks vodka. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that guy. <laughs> well, and, and now that we're bringing that up too, is that's kind of like a little bit of my water, my like go-to. That's you hydrate. That's how you hydrate is with vodka. Kinda, pretty much. Sixty percent water. <laughs> but then I gotta say because I wanted to remind you, down there at Stanley's, if you're going there, I almost tried to get it all last night. Um, Uncle Nearest. No, They're having an event with Uncle Nearest tonight. I didn't. Oh, that's right. He didn't know that. He said, I just found out about it. Try some of that um, uh, 1820. 
fantastic okay. shit. Oh my god. That's we, the single barrel 18. Right. We need to green get, label. We bottle. need to get a bottle of that. I had it last night. I didn't want to be. So Lavar, Lavar is actually a good buddy of ours now. Um, we actually we put him in a few places, which is awesome. Uh, we had him on the podcast at Montres. Um, did a whole night with him and everyone there. It was really sweet, the whole nine. Um, but we yeah, tried to taste yeah. it then, and we knew he had it in his car, but we didn't. But yeah. I've had it a couple of times now, and so, that stuff is amazing. Do you have any general questions? Um, I think I've covered any questions at this point that I had, yeah. Okay. I'm down to a pinch. How, how, so, with, with Forged coming off of General, if we can talk about this if we can't, sure. we'll just bypass it. Forged coming off, um, what does that open up for General? So it opens up a lot. You know, we can, like, you look at my portfolio, like, like the Russian asked me earlier, you know, how big is your portfolio? How many SKUs do you have? I mean, I was, I mean, when I print out my, my, you know, price list and hand to a customer. Well, bro, I'll tell you what's like up. We work long. out together. We get Dude. done with the bench workout and uh, he goes, hey, try this. It's all mine. I got 10 cigars, 10 different damn families, right? All different. So, you know, it, what it does is it, it helps, it helps me out that I can come in and concentrate on Macnudo, Punch, CAO, Cohiba, Hoyt, and Monterey. You know, like those are those are the, the five main companies that I'm really going to focus on now instead of having to have Partigas in there and LaGloria in there and Diesel in there and Boulevard in there. You know what I mean? It's like it, it allows me to spend a little bit more quality time on the on the bigger brands that we have. Um, it also it also allows the the fact that like I said, we can we can go out and if there's a cigar company out there that is up for sale and we can acquire them, we don't have to throw, let's say they have, uh, we're, this is 100% just use of like, for example, it's not happening, I don't have any info, put that out there, full disclosure. Let's say Davidoff went up for sale, right? And General bought Davidoff, right? We could split Davidoff up between Avo, Camacho, Davidoff. Leave Davidoff in the general portfolio, move Avo and Camacho into the Forge company, right? We could acquire a bigger company, split them between the two companies of general and Forge now, and still be okay. You know, it's one of those things where if, you know, if there's a company that has that, you know, same thing could be said about Ashton. Let's say we bought Ashton. We kept Ashton and we sent La Roma de Cuba and San Cristobal to the Forge. It just, it allows us to acquire other companies if they become available. And if it makes sense to leave them in the general portfolio, we can do that. Push them to the Forge if it makes more sense there. Or if they have multiple labels, split them up. For sure. So, I think the bird again, industry is complete the same examples. Way. We're not buying Davidoff or Ashton. Yeah. Full disclosure. Heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but Rusty said. Yeah. Rusty McCauley fired. Maybe maybe we'll luckily get one of those Joe Rogan moments where that gets soundbited and put into a meme. <laughs> well, I, guys, I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap up. We're finishing out these cigars. Uh, this motor coil. If you find this in a brick and mortar near you, you find it somewhere, you buy this damn cigar. This thing is lights 
out. I really enjoy it. As and, it smokes and the thing through, I can tell you, I, I appreciate that because we all know that Mark will not hold back. And if it was a dog turd, he would flat out give me that Listen look. Listen to the Fuente episode. <laughs> You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. He would, he would give me that about. look and tell me. Thank hey you man. for sharing that. Yeah. No, the Fuente yeah, episode last week. Yep. Good to see you again. I'm glad yeah, I was in so this, town. This was awesome. We're going to wrap this out. This is the Viking. I'm going to say bye. All these guys, take your time. Say what you're going to say. Um, Scoring German, go ahead, man. Hey, I mean, honestly, like, it was great having Rusty here tonight. I'm really glad that I could come out and do this. It's otherwise been a pretty rough week for me. Um, we got some rough news yesterday. So but it's, it's been good to come out and chill with you guys and hang out and kind of just shake the, shake, shake the, the brush and dirt off the old shoulders and kind of get my head back where it needs to be uh, going into the weekend. So thank you again, Rusty. Absolutely. Awesome to tell him about general. And, and obviously, we've maintained contact on the social medias, so I'm sure we'll have some chit-chats here in the near future. Sure. So. Russian? No, this was a special privilege. I, I, this is, it's a little too early to, 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 to rank the, the episodes of, of 2021 since we're so early in the year. But I'm going to remember this one. And so this year when we do the recap again, this will be one that's, that's worth revisiting. When we talk about cigars that we really liked at the end of the year, I, I'm kind of offering a challenge now to you that this is one that, 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 that we'll all remember. I'll tell you what, when I get when I get my samples, I'll stick five in my humidor, and at the end of the year, we're going to come back and we're going to smoke an Arcana motor coil, all five of us again, and see how a year of age handles on it. Oh, yeah. Right on. That'll be a good year end. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> I just want to, I mean... Dude, thank you guys. Um, you know, I always chime in when I'm in town and, or actually even when I'm at home or on the road, I try to, you know, jump in with you guys. Um, you know, I hope everybody enjoys the podcast. I know I do. Um, these guys are good dudes, big supporters of the entire industry, whether whether it's brick and mortar or, you know, you guys, you know, some of you guys do your online stuff and, hey, everybody needs to, everybody needs to support everybody. So, uh, big shout out to uh, the, the site sponsor, Lit. Um, I mean, if you're ever in the St. Louis area and you don't come to Lit, you're missing out. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, in thinking about all of this and, and even thinking about the last year and whatever, we, I don't know how many we had. I want to say we probably had at least three, maybe four podcasts at my farm. Throwing out the invitation right now, get you in a pair of swim trunks out at the lake at the farm. <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's dude, enough sexiness that can handle all of this. Can, you know, like, oh, can't have you see me? That's what between, between the Viking and, and Wreck It Rusty, that's a lot of sexiness. We, we got to get uh, we got to get Sheldon down to the farm this summer, yes. but yes, we'd yes. love for you to stop by, of and spend a day with us down at the farm, and do a podcast and knock it out at the dock down there because, man, I'm telling you, that brings it to a whole new level down there. We've had some great times down there. Well, listen, for me, this is the Bourbon Cowboy and Craft Imperial, another successful episode. So as always, man, giddy up. We'll see you next time.